following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And a happy Victory Monday to you as we are broadcasting as usual from the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco, starting another work week and after a 31-6 win over the Miami Dolphins, your Dallas Cowboys are now 3-0 on the season. For the first time since 2008, they are 3-0 in a season and have a two-game lead in the National Football Conference Eastern Division. Things couldn't have gone any better this weekend, probably, for the Cowboys. The Giants did win on uh, Sunday, but Cowboys, uh, some people phrase it as taking care of business against the Dolphins. I think it was a little more than that myself. But um, things. What, what play- did you think? Well, things played out the way I thought they would play out in the game. I thought it would be close for a while mm-hmm. where maybe people would be on the verge of throwing things at TVs at my halftime. Sure. Cowboys <laughs> Twitter did not think it should be close at halftime, exactly. based on my mentions. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and I had it picked as a 24-3 to game, and uh, they were um, roughly on that. That schedule that until pace. the late yeah. until the late touchdown, but uh, I thought that was a a good win, and uh, you move on to the next one, and now things really get interesting. What do you think, Brian? You know, I I felt like though that uh, we kind of were looking at what Robert Quinn could potentially do, and the fact that he went out there and played the number of plays he did and played them effectively. I think says a lot about him, the professionalism he has. It's unfortunate that he had the two-game suspension because, uh, you know, maybe we would have thought a little bit different about this Cowboys pass rush if he was in there uh, full time. But they were able to pick things up in the second half. I agree with you. I thought Miami was going to give you your best shot. I thought they were going to play the game unconventionally. I thought they were going to go for it more on fourth down. They did try the onside kick, mm-hmm. which they were a step away from uh, picking that thing off and. Uh, making it work. So, uh, yeah, overall, yeah, it, it's uh, player for player. The Cowboys were clearly a better a better team. But, you know, the Dolphins are they, – they have pride too. They're not going to let you, uh, uh, you know, go up and down the field on them. And, you know, they're going to play a little bit better defense. I, I, I felt like when they made the quarterback switch that, 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 that gave them any chance to being really competitive overall because I thought – the ball would go down the field. The plays the Cowboys did give up, the big plays, were down the field. So I was thinking, uh, Josh Rosen can't make those plays where the other guy would make those plays. But you know, good job in the second half with the defense and then good job of the offense getting going. I think the touchdown that started the, the third quarter really mm-hmm. took a lot of air out of the Dolphins. Uh, you know, their situation when they fumble the ball and now they have to uh, they give up a touchdown on that quick drive that the, the Cowboys had. I thought that took a lot out of them. I think based on watching them yesterday and what's happened to them in the season so far, they're a young team that when they get down, it maybe it demoralizes them a little bit in the second half because Jason Witten told us last week, you turn on the tape, this is not like some Big 12 team. They've got talent. I think they've, right. they found a quarterback. It's not Iowa State. It's not yeah. Iowa State. They, they've, <laughs> they found a quarterback. They've got some wide receivers that can get open and make plays. They, I thought they did a nice job covering the Cowboys wide receivers in the first half. Yeah, uh, Some missed opportunities as well in the passing game for Dak and those guys. Um, 
but they kind of settled in. Like you said, Brian, Robert Quinn was around the ball constantly, especially in the second half of the Demarcus Lawrence was too. They just weren't always getting home. And uh, some of the execution on both sides of the ball was just better as the game went on. And the talent of this team took over. That's uh, why the guy who invented the game put four quarters Mm -hmm. in the game, right? Not two. Uh, and I think uh, the Cowboys, as they they were a better team, and they just wore them down as the game went along. And the Cowboys did what they should have done. They won the game. They got to three and zero. They put up 476 yards total offense, despite uh, the blackout in the first half. Despite it, they still had 476 yards, 235 yards rushing, just the way I told you they would. By the way. Uh, two guys and over And that's without the 74-yard touchdown sure pass in. to Randall Cobb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was right. Yeah. I'm Mickey. My middle name is I'm right. And, uh, and you know, at some point, people are going to figure that out. Sure, and we already me, have. Not the guy that called me out on Twitter saying, oh, he talked about Mickey. how good Miami was going to be and they were going to give him trouble, and then he picked him to win by 34 to 9. You, wait, you told us you don't listen to Twitter. I, I read oh, one. Oh, yes, he does. I didn't listen to it. I read it, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what it could have been. It could have been worse for the Dolphins if you take away too that the holding penalties. You know, they had an 18-yard run that was brought back on a Lyle Collins hold, and then they also had Connor Williams on the 72-yard touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. So things could have been a lot worse. I, I just felt like that the, the the NFL is like is hard. It's a hard place to win, and, and and when you do win, just feel good and move on. And you know, I'm sure right now in Seattle they're feeling really poorly about the Saints going in there and kind of them knocking them around. They have so much pride about that. You know, the Saints coming off a bad loss, I felt like, with against the Rams. You know, they weren't even competitive in that game. And then here they go and you go up to Seattle, get a nice win there. I know it's – but it, it's just tough to win. It's wherever you go, it's a tough place to win, you know, because these guys do – they will find a way to bring their game. And, again, the, the everybody's right here. The Dolphins clearly don't have enough personnel to play with the Cowboys. That's not the Cowboys' fault. That's the Dolphins' fault for the way they built their team. But you got to play the games, and and uh, the Cowboys got through this one, and like everybody says, on to the next one. And and as you pointed out, um, coming out in the start of the second half and doing what they did, and Mickey alluded yeah. to it as well. When you when you come out, and they basically scored two touchdowns on on one drive. Yeah. Okay. And okay. And made, made a mistake and yeah. overcame that, and just went right. in four plays, did it again, and. They knew and they resolved in their mind at halftime that, hey, we, as Dak said after the game, we have a chance to be a really, really good team, and now let's go out and show that we are a really, really good team, which is what they did at the start of the second half. You know, and, and, and let's remember, the first drive of the game, they drove right down the field. The problem was they stalled out and had to kick a field goal once they reached the 11-yard line. So it wasn't like Miami stopped them. They drove right down, and then they went three and then had to kick a field goal. And then the next time they got the ball, they drove right down the field and scored a touchdown. I think they had. I think if it was fourteen to six at halftime, maybe everybody would have felt a little bit better. Well, I mean, Miami left ten points on the board in the first half as well. It's the forty-seven yard field goal, right? And and and, like a turnover, and had a drop. Yeah, that should have been a touchdown before the fumble recovery. Why did he challenge? That should have been challenged. Yeah, why did he challenge that? Or how about the the Parker drop? 
yeah. Yeah. over the middle, yeah. right down inside the five yard line. Oh no, that's that, the one yeah. I think I'm referring yeah. to. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. I you're, thought you meant the one that the got Preston yanked Williams out. one. No, which no. I thought oh, was. I'm a, sorry, yeah, which, that was a which, touchdown, don't you think? I, I thought, think, I thought I don't it was. I thought it was too. I thought it was. Well, there's movement of the ball. I mean, it's just Awuji was just kept pulling at that ball, and that's the only chance he had. And as I think Al Riveron said in his little video on Twitter, he still has to, even though he's in the end zone, he still has to maintain control and make a football move. And so in that instance, you credit the defender. The defender, Awuzie, kept him from making a football move and and knocked it out at the same time. And so I think it was worth a challenge. Me too. But Mickey you know, was, you know, but, even but if that, was, even but, if I was wrong. But hey, but, but wait a second. I mean, people were talking about that. They're zero and two. Why do they have to lose and challenge that? Well, if you get a, a look at it and you don't think you're going to win the challenge, save your time out because they could have used if if Drake doesn't fumble at the end of the first half, they needed that time out to try to score a touchdown at the end of the half. Sure. And so, I mean, there's two ways to look at that. Yeah. It's, you're not uh, giving up on the. Let me ask you this real quick, Go ahead. if I could. Uh, bigger concern, are we still talking about the pass rush? Are we talking about the chunk plays that they're giving up? That's, that's what I was referring to earlier. I, I, they had at least, I didn't count it fully, but I'm counting two 19-yard completions. They had at least four explosive plays allowed yeah. downfield in the first half. And that's not typical of this defense. Right. You know, and, and, and I mentioned, you know, 10 points that the Dolph- Dolphins probably should have had a lead in the first half, or at least it should have been tight. Because Mickey's right. Four of six Cowboys offensive drives in the first half yeah. stalled because of the Dak interception or a penalty or a drop or something. So either way, Dolphins hung in there in the first half, and they could have had more points on the board either way. So pass rush got better in the second half. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I agree, like, they were around the ball affecting Rosen a little bit more than maybe the perception was during sure. the game, too. Sure. He was but off I, his mark most of the time. Yeah. Da, I mean, Dak, Dak's interception, and he spoke to it last night, he had too much time. I counted up. He had nine <laughs> seconds to kind of scramble around. He had two guys <laughs> open. He saw, he saw yeah. both guys open at the same time and got caught to which one to throw it to. Yeah, actually, actually, he said, I went through my progressions, my three progressions, three times each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. just doesn't happen which, in this league. At that point, yeah. and you then, throw the ball away. But, but at that point, he's thinking, I've got, I've got so much time here. I've got to, I've got to take advantage of this yeah. opportunity where they're right. giving me this much time. Yeah. i got to make a play. I mean, it's on me. The offensive line was outstanding. He was <laughs> Sacked once, and it was coverage sack. Taco finally got him down. But to Brian's point, I mean, the chunk plays were in you. Uh, it's not, I mean, the, you got to you got to limit those, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, I'm sure that was the message at halftime for sure. Now they weren't really telling us what the message was at halftime. I'm sure it was a pretty stern one. Well, you know, whatever it was, they gave up a whole 67 yards the second half, and 35 were on the Dolphins' last drive. Sure. So I understand the chunk stuff. There's a reason why these quarterbacks throw in this league for 300 yards. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be perfect. No. Does it I- need to be better? I I get it. And I'm absolutely with you. But at the end of the day, it was six points. I get it. I'm, I'm not arguing Dallas that. is punishing opponents with chunk plays. That's what I, I mean. You, yeah. can, you, you know, the, mm-hmm. that's the thing that I think is, is really good about this offense now is, you know, we've talked about its ability to run the football, always had the ability to run the football, but now you're getting those plays down the field. You're, you're getting those throws down the field and they're making those big plays. And so I, I think it's great how the Dallas offense has taken advantage of those, of their weapons and made those chunk plays. But I'm wondering on the other side, though, is it, 
you know, is it is it because of the way the league is now, because of the pass interferences and the the skill level and the quarterbacks and all that? Is that something we're just going to see from this defense? What do you think? I've always said. I've always said. I've always said that it, if they don't give up points, that's the most important thing. Well, I agree with Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard and those guys over there. I, I, I'll give up 500 yards if it means I only give up 10 points. I mean, you're not going to play teams like Miami and and uh, Washington and those people every week. Sometimes somebody will get 500 yards and score 31 points like Dallas did yesterday. I said this in the post-game show, first word yeah. uh, presented by Dr. Pepper, that this defense has such a high standard, right? And and you look at the first half, and there's some things. I, you talked about the chunk plays. They could clean, clean them up. You look at the box score at the end. You said six points. Yeah. Three games opponents are 7 of 35 on third down. Absolutely. They're getting off the field. Mickey mentioned how many yards they allowed in the second half. I think they're fourth in points allowed, 14.7. Yeah, depending on what Washington does tonight against Chicago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. fourth. Now, yeah. yeah. They could be third after tonight if Washington scores more than 21. Now, some better offenses, without question, are coming up. Better quarterbacks, all those things. Um, but they're doing what you're supposed to do. Get off the field, Get keep them out of the end zone. So. I think this, this, you know what the sign is, and I know there's a bunch of people probably complaining out there, is they've gotten good to the point where now it's expected for them to be perfect, and it's not going to happen. You want to be better. And I thought Jeff Heath, and I'll be in my column when it gets posted today, he said, we got to play to our standards. And sure. that's what everybody kept talking about in the locker room, both offense and yeah. defense. Didn't matter who we're playing. We've got our standard we're supposed to play to. And, and, and Heath pointed out that in Marinelli's standard for the defense, they were 0-2 by the way they played in the first two games according versus their standard. And I said, so what do you think this time? Is he going to give you a win? He mm-hmm. goes, well, I don't know. It's better. But it, it's half a win it's, maybe. It, for, we'll second, see, for the second we'll half. We'll see First what he half has to say. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, I thought that was a good approach for the, for them to keep, continue to take. You have a standard that you want to play to, and did you play to it? You didn't in the first half. You did in the second half. Now you got to put that together for a full game because the 0-2 means he didn't like those last drives in those first two games that allowed the team just to – just drive right down the field and score when you had held a team to 10 and 14 points for three and a half quarters. Can this offense maintain this scoring pace? I mean, I, what you, you always like to talk about what you saw the last eight games of the season last year right. with the, uh, the trade uh, for Amari Cooper and then now three games in. I mean, we can talk about the playoff games if you want. I mean, if you want to include that or not, I think you have to. But can this can this offense maintain that level to maybe – I mean, the word mask is probably the wrong word to use, but kind of soften maybe some of the issues that defense might have that we didn't see? Well, they're, they're not going to score over 30 points a game every week. And there's only two teams in the league that have scored 30 points or more in each of the first three games, and those are the Patriots and the Cowboys. Right. And now the question is, can they – what you're talking about right. is it's not so much over 30 points, but the scoring pace in terms of around Can they give me 26 a game? Yeah. Can they give so, me 26 a game? It's absolutely possible because the offensive line, they weren't happy with the way they pass protected, in particular last year. Pass protection has been outstanding. If Dak continues to have those clean pockets, they have guys that can separate, and Michael Gallup will get back eventually, hopefully 
below that four-week time. Yeah, he's not going to practice this week, though. But yeah. hopefully, yeah. you know, closer, closer to yeah. two weeks than four. Right. That's right. what Stephen right. Jones kind of indicated right. to us in pregame. That's hopefully sooner than later. They they have so many weapons that, like we talked about, eventually throughout a game, they're going to take over. Yeah. So not to mention Tony Pollard now getting into the mix. If here. we go back to last year when I pointed out five of eight games, twenty-seven or more. Now you got. Eight of eleven games, twenty-seven yeah. or more, right? And six of those uh, eight are thirty points or more. Yeah. So I don't know if they can keep it up, but uh, I, I think to... that they can mm-hmm. average somewhere. You know what they're showing us: twenty-seven points, or so they're averaging thirty. So they were averaging thirty-three going in. They got thirty-one, so it's probably about thirty-two now. What were they for the season last year? Like twenty-one. Yeah, Something but like that counts the first eight games. Right. I, but my point is, they're they're just better than that this year. Yes. they're just a more efficient group. From well, we've they seen have so better far. talent, right? I'll tell you what. You show me that you can have two guys run the football the way they do. They can do some damage mm-hmm. to some teams yep. because all of a sudden now you're starting to think about okay, I've got to I've got to I've got to cover the whole field, and now that means taking players out of the box to have to cover the whole field. And now you're running the ball up inside. You can hand it to 21 or 20, and you're going to get that's you're going to get positive yards. That's what yards. New Orleans has been doing here the last several years yeah. with Ingram and Camara. Now they've got Murray and Camara. Matt Camara, though, he K- took over that Seattle last, yesterday. Game. Holy jeez! Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was two players in that game on offense for the Saints: mm-hmm. Thomas and Camara. That's it. Screens inside routes. Screen inside routes. But you're going you are going to run into better defenses. There's no question about it. Green Bay is arguably the best in the league so far. Watching a little bit of the Rams last night. Those guys tackle. They're, they do they're, tackle they're, well. They're, they're, they pressure you. I mean, they're going to run into tougher opponents. There's no question about it. But you have to like what they're doing. The thing I like about this def- this team after three games is we talked about the standard on defense. Dak going to Kellen after the game. My bad. I'm too greedy. In the first half, they're not satisfied. And I remember 2008. It's, I don't know why it's burned in my memory, but their tunnel of Lambeau Field. They're they're three and zero. They just kind of stomped the Packers in Week Three. And one of the one player I can't remember who it was, but he was like, you know, we just want to fast forward and get this thing to the playoffs. <laughs> and I remember thinking in my mind, that's not the best. It's <laughs> probably not the best approach to have. And I don't see that from these guys. At least that's not the way they, they convey to us how well, they're thinking. They might have fast-forwarded the playoffs. It wasn't for Brad Johnson to have to play three games. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just just pointing that well, out. Well, and, and to that point, as far as this Dolphins game is concerned, I love where it was in the Cowboys' schedule. And, and the way this schedule was set up with a Giants team in flux, a Redskins team in flux, and a Dolphins team the way it is because this has built confidence for this team the first three games. And if this Dolphins game had been scheduled in November – like in between the Eagles and the Patriots or something like that. It could have been a trap game for them, whatever. They weren't going to lose it. Sure. But, but um, now, in my mind, the season starts. Ad, yeah, Nate Newton said, welcome. The preseason's now over. Yeah. Get ready for the regular season. Here we go. They said on the post, this, add the Eagles to a team that might be in flux. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're talking about teams you have to face here in the in next uh, next three weeks or so, next four weeks. You know, yeah, and you know, and somebody asked me today the question about well, if they, if they go into New Orleans and and lose, you know, does that tell you what this team is? And it's like a lot of teams have gone into New Orleans on Sunday night and gotten beaten. 
You know, and, it, it happens. But New Orleans would be a team in flux if we didn't see what we saw yesterday if in Seattle. I think it's a little different. Yeah, if, if they had gone the over and rolled over in Seattle and it would have been a bad loss, then you would have seen a definitely team in flux. But, but you said it. That's a Sean, proud team. Sean Payton is going to play to the strengths of Teddy Bridgewater. He is. Just get ready. He is. It's not Drew Brees' offense. This is going to be – they're going to throw the screen to Taysom Hill. They're going to throw the ball to, to, to Kamara. They're going to hand him the ball. They still have a big physical offensive line. You know, that, that, is, that is still a, a team, like you said, Mickey, when you go down there and play them. It will look different, though, with Teddy Bridgewater playing quarterback. He, he, it's remarkable how bad he looked in the second half or when he had to play in that Rams game to how he looked in that game yesterday. Just a just the fact that he got to prepare a week for the game made it a lot different. Hey, for and we're talking a guy that started games in this league, right? It's yeah, not like sure he's has. one of these young guys coming. They got off a good roster. Bench. And if you look at what all these backup quarterbacks and young quarterbacks making their first starts did yesterday, all did well. The majority of them won. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's not easy. This, this is the league, but you know, if you lose one and it's not over, well, Dennis Allen's not going to be able to sleep very well watching tape yeah he i mean he watches all three games their breakdowns are going he's going to see a lot of big plays for this cowboys offense he's going to see a running game now all of a sudden that they've got two guys that can really hammer the ball at you and they got a quarterback that when he makes good decisions he can throw the ball just as good as anybody in the league that's going to be tough on them to have to defend so and they better have a plan to 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 take to take care of uh, of number 19 yeah because miami had no clue yeah you know, you think he took his matchup seriously? Even oh, with everybody, the, everybody even with asked, the Pro Bowl cornerback, he, he got asked. <laughs> he got asked, but just like everybody else did, you taking these you guard against taking these guys too lightly. I think he told Clarence they got a Pro Bowl corner over yeah. there who I've played against before. Yeah, he took it seriously. So it was six of eighty-eight for two touchdowns, and yeah. he primarily was on him almost every play. Yeah. Sure and was. he lost them. Yeah, sure lost them. Yep. Ryan wrote about that, on some of the them. route he ran on the uh, the first touchdown. I think five yards. That that was just beautiful. Yeah, he, I mean, he set him up nicely on that. All right, uh, we're. I think we can probably take some phone calls as we go along here on this Monday edition of Talking Cowboys. And when we come back, I've got the definition of the word flux. I had to look <laughs> it up myself since we used it so many times in this first segment. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at Formation 
This dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the STAR's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Continues on a Monday here at the Star. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium on Sunday, October 6th. They take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com. That game's not a sellout yet? Apparently not. I figured all the cheeseheads would show up for that one. They will. Yeah. Get ready. Absolutely. We haven't let those tickets become available for the Cheeseheads yet. We're going to let the Cowboy fans buy them Tell you first. What our, being from Dallas, so I could say this, our fans will, will sell their tickets to pay for their tickets is what they'll do. <laughs> so it's the Saints on Sunday night, and then it will be the Packers the following Sunday on October 6th. Things get good here. They do get good here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that pass rush with Quinn in there, mm-hmm. okay, after the game, I asked him. I said, "So, do you how many? You have any idea how many plays you played?" And he goes, "You know, about 50. And I said, "Did you plan to do that? Did you think you would play that much?" And he goes, "Whatever they needed." Yeah. Well, he played 45. Yeah. He ends up with three tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, one quarterback hit. Mm-hmm. They should come up with another. Uh, category menace because he was a menace in the pocket. Yeah, he he, he caused people to keep moving. It's keep good, Rosen, Dick. keep moving. I like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's got such a quick now. Maybe fresh legs. I don't know. But that first step of his, he's coming around that corner like his hair was on fire. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to make a difference on that side of the field, and it, it and it's going to help Malik Collins. We talked about it. Sure. And Malik came through for that tackle, and it was like, man, he looked like he was shot out of a cannon. Uh, on it was his sack, right? The tackle behind yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So yeah, you know, when people have to start worrying about him now, it's going to make a huge difference. What do you think about the way Christian Covington played inside? You know what? I was he, he went out with the calf injury, and I was like, "Oh, geez, that's going to hurt them inside for the depth and rotation." He came back. He didn't look as he didn't look bad. I was watching him play. You know, to me, there's so much, there's so much power in his game, and you know, and on the on the on the Collins sack, those guys were pushing. I mean, they they got they were getting the the Dolphins on tape had shown that they had problems with the twist stunts inside. That was something that I mentioned in my final thoughts, and so it was nice to see them get that sack the way they did and use the twist stunt. But yeah, you know, what he he's really good against run. He's hard to move. Big body. Yeah, and, and some he just quickness to get down. up the field. Yeah, he just does. Yeah. He just, you know, he's not this slug. He's just not a like, you know, we always talk about the trash can full of dirt. 
just doesn't do anything, just sits there. But he he's really an athletic guy. And then you put him with Collins in there, you know, you got two big men that can move. And that that makes a big difference there. And you know, and uh Hill wasn't bad either. The opportunities that he got, you know, to to play. I was I was, you know, I was worried about him getting washed a couple of times. Sometimes we see him get real tall and then he gets washed out of the play. Yeah. He, it didn't happen to him in that game. Yep. He was played his pad level was down. He got up the field a couple of times. He didn't kill him. I was worried about him getting killed in these plays, and it just didn't happen. It's before Covington got hurt, he told me after it was kind of something like back of his knee. Maybe it was more calf. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But he came back. Before that, uh, they showed some faith in Hill putting him in at the goal line. They did. And he did a nice job yeah, in, they tried forcing to, him to a field goal. They tried to block time. back on him, and he got up the field real quick. Yeah, Man, made a nice play there. You sure know, Covington did. ended up with three tackles, a quarterback hit, and a pass uh, batted at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They had the back-to-back with him and Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson, right. So, yeah, I thought Covington was was fine. And, you know, they ran for, what, 78 yards? Yeah. Well, I'm, Yeah, I mean, the, the opener, Saquon got loose on him, one big play in particular. I, actually, you know, they ran pretty fairly well, the Giants did in week one. But, yeah, once again, three yards a carry total on 24 carries for Miami. They're, they're doing that job better than week one for and sure. Peterson last week got 10 carries, 25 yards. Right. Yeah. All right, let's go to Gene in Washington State. How about what Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins did to Washington State in the second half the other night? 32-point deficit. It wins 67-63. But you want to talk Cowboys, Gene. Yeah, I'm not a Cougars fan. <laughs> um, so my question is for, like, Brian. Do you think the Seahawks defense just really played bad yesterday? I mean, I watched that game. I'm not a Hawks fan at all. But it's like I've never seen them miss that many tackles. Oh, they were bad. I mean, no, I think I think Kamara had a lot to do with that. I really do. I mean, you watched when they they found ways downhill running, toss sweeps inside. I mean, it was they run a screen on the goal line in the well, actually in the red zone area for a touchdown that was well executed. I mean, they got Seattle coming up the field. Everybody escapes. They throw it out. Boom. He's up. The, yeah, yeah. The Seahawks, they, I, I understand what you're saying about how poorly they tackled, but I think that it has a lot to do with how good that back is. The way his ability to, to take the ball, find a hole, make the cut, get up the field. He runs through a linebacker. He runs through a safety. You know, the, That's more about him than I think how bad the Seahawks played in that football game. But it was two players that hurt him in that game. It really was. It was Thomas and Kamara. Those were the two guys that hurt them in that football game. And I think that's what Sean Payton is going to do. The two best players without Breeze. Exactly. He's going to find a way to make Teddy Bridgewater as comfortable as possible playing here. All right, Gene, we appreciate uh, the call. And uh, by the way, the uh, I mentioned the Saints would have been in flux as well as other teams. Sure. Flux means something that constantly changes. But really... Even with a different quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints didn't change that much. No, they just they leaned on their big time players. Mm-hmm. They've got a really, they've got a good offensive line. I mean, it's a big physical offensive line. Now, where the Cowboys will have some advantage is the how well the Cowboys play with quickness. You can't rush these guys down the middle. You got to play on the edges with these guys. You got to make them move a little bit because, like the guys like Larry Wolford and those guys have problems yesterday in the game when all of a sudden they had big time problems against the Rams. When the movement started up front, when the, when the Rams started adjusting their guys, 
and trying to run some twist stunts and things like that. They, it's a big body group that has problems moving. You take them down the middle, they could block you all day. So it's a good time to get 58 back. Yeah. He could be. He could definitely. He could definitely uh, give you some. Uh, you know, some some rush out there with. Uh, you know, against Armstead, the the tackle for the Saints. And he's a guy. That's a, he's a good tackle. But having uh, having Robert Quinn rush out there is not a bad thing. All right, Jake Benoit at Run Emmett Run on Twitter says, "I know it was later in the game, but can we please give props to Joe Thomas, dude laying wood all over the field yesterday? Embarrassment of riches at the linebacker position." Yeah, thirty-three snaps in the game. Yeah, I wrote about him too. I wrote about he played a couple of different spots. He actually was on the field for Jalen Smith. I think that's going to go up on Scout's eye today later on. I guess if they haven't put it up yet, but yeah, the uh, the Joe Thomas played played for Sean Lee and he played for Jalen Smith, and absolutely there was a couple times where he played in coverage where he was pretty good as well. So yeah, he he was a guy. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised about Joe Thomas because. We saw him all training camp have productive practices. We saw him in the preseason have productive games. So Joe Thomas having a nice, uh, you know, nice start to the season should not be a surprise to anybody. I just wonder, was that a particular matchup, or they just feel like he's a good linebacker? We can work him into a rotation. I think they're just trying to keep their guys fresh yeah. as they can. There you go. Yeah. You know, Sean Lee just has not been the factor, and maybe it has a lot to do with how much nickel and stuff they play. You got snaps on Lee yesterday? Yes, fourteen. Yeah, which is about what he's had the about first two games. Twelve yeah. to fourteen yeah. is mm-hmm. what he's averaged. Yeah. But Just I you missed know. those impact plays, though. You know, where he yeah, yeah. back in the day it was a you know but, for minus four. But here's and, the yeah. thing with like a Joe Thomas and a Sean Lee and and others at different positions on this team. One of the th- reasons I feel really good about this team long term this season is the quality of the depth on the team. Well, that was the question yesterday. Could the depth could the depth rise up and play and you know, you got you know Thompson did a nice job. You, you know, you look at what he was able to do. We talked about Covington you know what he was able to do. So some guys had to step up and make plays, and you know for the most part, I felt like they did overall. And because I think, like in the case of both Thomas and Sean Lee, what great insurance policies you sure. have there. Sure. If something knock on wood were to happen to the two starting linebackers, right. you right. know. Right. And I wonder if they looked at what was going on defensively and thought, hmm, maybe Thomas That's what I was on asking. that nickel was a little bit better than Jalen Smith because in some of those coverages. Just wondering, because in the first two games, I mean, if, if Jalen's missed any snaps, it's like a couple per yeah. game. He's pretty he much led the not team in tackles, the so didn't he have 10? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it's a demanding position too. Yeah, I mean, you it want is. To have... Well, he, he, you know, Jalen, you guys might be right about that as far as the coverage aspect. I, I would never want to put him in coverage. And I he, just don't. I just don't think that's a good fit for him. And only played sixty five percent of the snaps. Yeah. Forty seven. Jalen. Yeah, and Thomas ended up playing like forty yeah. or thirty three. And they may be looking ahead to. You know where they're going rest, to be here the next two rest. weeks. Yeah, rest too, with, rest. with yeah. both the Saints and the Packers coming up. Sure, and Joe Thomas might be a factor in the game plan. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't sub for Thompson either. He played them all. Yeah, every play. Yeah, he did. He played well. I thought he did play he, I well. Mean, he showed up, right? He did show up. That's that's the thing. I was worried about the ball going down the field and nobody playing with any range. By the way, you should get Woods back at practice. That's my week. next question. Yes, Is Xavier Woods. Yes. Yeah. And yes. what about Antoine? No. I don't okay. he's probably yeah and him uh, and Gallup both will be out for Gallup, another week. Gallup I thought maybe game he would get back oh, the third week. Yeah. For the Packers game or Packers the game. Jets? The Packers okay. game. Yeah. 
All right. Let's go to Jim in Los Angeles next up here on Talking Cowboys. Good morning, guys. How are you? Excellent. Hey, Jim. Hi. Hey, Mickey, you're really good with stats. Tell me how many of those yards that Zeke had were garbage time of, second, of first half in the last 30 seconds. I added it up last night. Let me, I can't, still can't remember it was around. Now. Go ahead. Go He's ahead, really Mickey. good with you stats. You've got it. Mickey's the one that's good with stats. I'd have to look stats, it up. Yeah. So. Can somebody else look it up, too? I looked it up last night. If I can find is that my considered, spot here. Is that considered garbage at the end of a half? You consider right. that garbage because they came the first, one, first one half? play away from kicking a field yeah, goal. Yeah, I think they tried to get – I would think they were trying to kind of it take was, advantage of if they could pop a couple of runs. It was three carries for 39 yards. He went from the from yeah. their own nine, 11 yards, from the 20, 14, 14. yards, and then from the 34, 14 yards. Yeah, I, but it was with a purpose. I got that mention on Twitter. You know, he ran well in the first half. What did he, what did he run for? 13 for 86. But, yeah, he had a couple garbage runs in, into the half. Well, they almost they almost got in position for a field goal. I thought it was, I thought I it was mean, smart. Would you have yeah. 25 it? seconds left in the half and with, with timeouts. Yeah. I mean, what a great – um, shrewd I'm move. surprised they didn't throw a screen to him. You know, that's what I was kind of thinking. That they were maybe going to try and set something With up. Everybody but, backed off. But they, maybe yeah. Freddie Kitchens was watching the Cowboy game, and <laughs> oh, that's why no. he ran on was uh, it third and nine or fourth and nine. Yeah, yeah is but the you caller know still there? You, there? you still there, caller? Jim, are you still there? No. Oh. Okay. Sorry I mean, that. you wouldn't have considered it garbage if you hit that hail mary. I mean, that's what they were trying to do. I thought get they were trying to get in shape. To, that, to, well, to they were in great position. To get into field goal range. Yeah. Um, oh, well, they had two seconds left after the 14-yard run. Have, the they, they were pass, one, ch- one play short of they, the field What they goal were, range. well, with 13 seconds left, Zeke had two carries for 25 yards, 13 seconds left there at the 34-yard line, and they basically were one 25-yard pass away from getting in field goal sure, range sure. for a 58-yarder or something yeah. for Maher, yeah. which is all you could ask for in that situation. I think they and were they happy, threw incomplete. Yeah. I think they were happy to get out of the half, though, with that fumble recovery there down there. They Ooh. were kind of like, okay, yeah. and then all of a sudden. But did you – I didn't, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of figure out the, the angle of the caller there, but uh, – I felt like I didn't feel like that really Dolphins had a really great answer for Zeke in that game running the ball. You know, I mean, I know there were a couple inside runs. It was two yards, two yards, three yards, whatever. But when the ball got on the edge, I mean, he had a, he had an 18 yard run that got called back on a holding penalty. He yeah. had, a, I mean, he had some plays. I thought he ran the ball with a lot of toughness. I don't think the caller was going at a, yeah. an angle, bad angle there, but. I just think that I think it, he was. Was he trying to? Okay. Yeah. If if that's the case, then you know I don't know what to say other than I I felt like though the physicality. I, I even said on the post game show last night, and I, maybe he didn't watch, but I felt like every time he was running the ball, he was finishing forward. Yes, he was. He, every time it was forward. And he had a couple forward. of runs. One of them was uh, where he tripped in the backfield. Oh, he was and, gone. And, but yes. but even yes. after slipping in the backfield. He was able to scramble forward and get four or five yards yeah, on the play. Five, yeah. and yeah. and then the other play was yeah. the one that the the uh, defensive tackle for the Dolphins. Uh, they're, they're just getting a run on Twitter this uh, this morning. Godshaw or whatever. Yeah, God, LSU yeah, yeah. guy. Uh, he Travis is blocking him and yeah, kind of threw him aside. Yeah, and he he got to Zeke, yeah. but he didn't make the tackle. Right. And Zeke again. It was almost like a bear crawl yeah. for a four or five yards. Right. I mean, the way he was finishing runs and getting those extra yards, and it wasn't just one or two extra yards with yeah. a lean forward. It right. was 
with a vengeance. Yeah. You know what? It, and it, he it, may be a good example for Tony Pollard because there was a couple runs Pollard had up the middle that he pushed the pile. Yeah. It mm-hmm. might have only been two yards, but it could have been zero. And, and, and that showed some toughness, too. Any remaining rust that he had, it, it was gone in this game. Brian mentioned the first drive out of the third quarter there, touchdown, kind of demoralized Miami. The one I liked the most was when they went up 24-6 to in the third quarter because that was, that was classic Zeke. Nine plays, 76 yards, five and a half minutes, and just, just chewing off clock. Uh, he gets an 18-yard run. He gets a 11-yard tw- uh, run. He catches a pass for 12 yards, and the, you know the game's over at that point. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yep, very effective. I just didn't know. Time I, I, I'm clock. sorry if I didn't. We didn't get to the caller's question the right way, but I mean, I I never look at garbage stats before half. Now at the end of the game, if it's 31 to six, and you know whatever, I, I get I get that. But if if it's before, I think they were trying to set something up, and they popped a run, popped a run, and it's like, and well, wait a minute, and with at least, a purpose like yeah, that, and that we've yeah. and we've seen him in Oxnard all practice to hail mary. We've seen it take twelve minutes to just diagram one play on the field. So you know they were trying to do something with that play. Fans were pissed at that point, though. I mean, I I, <laughs> I think that was just frustration over the scoreboard at the end of the half. But yeah, I don't. There's no way that's viewed as garbage time. They're trying to score points. Yeah, and if Dak had an arm, you know, he might have got it to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't quite throw it 60 yards. By the way, can I have another injury update? Yes. Just learned that uh, Tavon Austin will practice Wednesday. Okay. So he's back in the mix now for all these wide receivers. So the team that's that dressed good. four yesterday will have five this week to to play with. So like we talked about Friday, you just try to get through this game, and yeah. then hopefully you get everybody. Pick the uh, wrong tight end. I should have picked Witten. I picked, yeah. I picked the wrong tight end in our in our in, in the, yeah Jarwin yeah but, but Jarwin, they used him I, yeah. they used him a lot does, yeah does Cobb count for me because okay. he had a seventy four yard touchdown call oh, back. yeah does that count? Look, count I won I picked Man. Zeke okay <laughs> he had I another was one right. called back I too. was right he, and That's, Cobb had another <laughs> another <laughs> catch Mickey. called back too I mean he was he had bad luck whoever yeah, whoever had Randall Cobb in yeah. fantasy football which would include well, me picked the click had some picked the click had some bad the wrong tight end damn. Who'd you have, Bill? I well, I give credit to um, Chad O'Shea or whoever was who designed <laughs> the blocking scheme yeah. for the Dolphins because they helped Jamarcus Webb out immensely in that they game. They sure did. And my my pick was Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence, Lawrence, and he got one sack. He got a sack, but yeah, he got one. But um, and in fact, Danny White on our pregame show on CBS 11, he that, that was his pick mm-hmm. right there. He was like, "Okay, yeah. this Jamarcus Webb, yeah. bless watching, his heart." Watching the same film you are. <laughs> well, and also just looking at his history. I mean, he hadn't played in the league for four years, basically. Yeah. And so they knew knew they needed to help him out, and so I credit the Dolphins coaches for helping him out. There you go. Well, you he know. did have two tackles, one sack. One yeah. tackle for a loss, two quarterback hurries, and a forced, big forced fumble. By the way, but you still won, right? I did. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah. How many? Hundred. How many yards? Hundred. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just pointing out that you won. Thank you. And I bet my score was closest too. We better go to. What was your score? <laughs> 34, 34 to 9. Okay. And that was Mara's fault. He yeah. missed the 55 okay. yarder. Better <laughs> <laughs> go to break here. So All we got carry it to 12 o'clock today, right? Yeah, yeah we are. All right. We're, good for us. We're going to 12. And so when we come back, Michael in Italy will be next up here on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. 
That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. So just for you guys, I got a bulletin from Jack Black. Don't forget, How about some limited product? edition 33-ounce sizes available now. <laughs> so don't forget to get your order in. Go to getjackblack.com and you get those 33-ounce cool moisture body lotion and beard loop along with conditioning shave. You can get all these things in 33 ounces. You won't need a refill for six months. Go to getjackblack.com. It's kind of like Shark Tank, though, like Brian was saying. Can we get some samples from you? Yeah, we need some samples here, Jack Black. We love it. I want some more. (laughs) I just need to send the email. I keep forgetting. I've got plenty at home. uh, Does Jack Black uh, sell abroad? Like in Italy? Abroad? Mm-hmm. That didn't come out very well. <laughs> I don't know. They sell razors. I don't know about <laughs> Like in Italy? Ah, uh, yes. I bet they would. What's wrong with abroad? You're sure it's not Italy, Texas? No, it's not the home of Keith Davis. Italy. Okay. They call it Italy, Texas. That's right. But Michael calls it Italy, right, Michael? Hey, guys. It's good talking to you again. And it's Marco, actually, not Michael. But, oh, I'm uh, sorry. It's okay. And what and city? Check out on Jack Black. I, I don't know whether it sells over here, but I promise I'll check out about it. There you go. What city are you in? Milan. Oh, Milan. very good. Look, um, I'd like to share with you a couple of positive takeaways from these first games and uh, one concern for next week's one. The positive, number one, Doug's character yesterday, because following a sloppy first half, 
the interception, he did not try to win it alone. He erased his mistakes and kept doing his job. This, to me, is a sign of maturity from a very young quarterback, so I think it's very positive. Second, a good performance by the kicker, both versus Washington and Miami. I think the pass has been most erratic when it came to convert short-range kicks. This time he nailed them. And uh, one concern for next game is that, in my opinion, New Orleans has just faced a quarterback similar to Duck, in that Russell Wilson is very athletic, very good passer, but he can run as well. So I'm thinking that their defense would be fairly ready for the Cowboys, at least as long as dealing with the quarterback is concerned. And I'd like to hear your opinion on all these things. That's it. Thank you for your outstanding job. I look forward to talking to you again, and have a great week, guys. Ciao. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Mickey. There was too many questions for me. <laughs> you keep track a of A mobile them. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Rosen wasn't that mobile. Not at all. And we know about... You know, I don't think Bridgewater... Bridgewater is... He doesn't just run, run, does he? No, but... I thought he was referring to the Saints being ready for a mobile Dak, quarterback. For Dak. Oh, I thought he was yeah. talking yeah. about the yeah. Cowboys yeah. reference to Sorry. Russell Wilson. Yeah. But maybe... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, you know what? There was a, there was a lot to digest there. I was, I, I didn't. I was kind of sitting there going through the points and stuff. I, I know that the Saints defensively, uh, you know, where they, where they have issue. And again, if you're talking about having to play a mobile quarterback like Dak Prescott with the, with the read option stuff and the all those things that they deal with the fakes and things. Their linebackers, you know, Kiko Alonso is a, is a good player. I think you could fool him. I think he's over aggressive. I just don't, you know, the teams that have really good linebackers tend to control running games better. And I don't. I think the the Saints linebackers are good, but I wouldn't say great in the way they play because I saw I saw that Seattle took some advantage of them in this game that I just watched in coverage. And then also with their lack of mobility there. And I know we'll get into the Saints more uh, tomorrow, but like A.J. Klein was a kid I watched, and then Alonzo, and the, you know. And Dallas is going to find a way to get you an 11 personnel and make you have to spread out and take and, and cover guys. They did they're the gonna, second half. They just. They're going to, I mean, and, and Seattle hit on some big plays. These big plays where they move the pocket one way and then throw the ball back across the field. These are things we saw Kellen Moore. Do it in training camp. So if if you think that the Saints would be ready for a mobile quarterback, I'm not so sure that's the case with their linebacker. Again, Alonzo's a good player, but I think he's overly aggressive. I think you could take him out of position and take advantage of some of the things that he can that he can do or or the things that he doesn't do. Put it that way. When they play, I, I think mm-hmm. the game plan. There's going to be a lot about moving these guys around. And taking advantage of how aggressive they are on defense, and the corners—I mean, they got some good corners. Lattimore's a good corner, but you know, I, you know, Eli Apple, a little bit of a gambler in some of the things that he does. But I don't think their safeties are any good. Just watching them play, I know this is kind of rambling down the path. I'm sorry about our caller there. I didn't mean to—you know—I'm just trying to tell you what I think about the Saints. But Von Bell in coverage is bad. And then, you know, Marcus, Marcus Williams, I mean, the range, I didn't see range from him. So when the ball is going to go down the field, when it's going, they had some trouble taking the, some stuff out of the middle of the field. They really did. And that's where, where the Cowboys attack. They attack the middle of the field. So I, I just overall, Saints defense, 
I'll be interested. I think Kellen Moore will have a good game plan for them. I just don't know if they've got guys to cover, but I don't know if they could do a good enough job to, to completely cover everything Dallas does. And Dak's a different type of runner than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson's kind of a He scramble. runs the run because he, he's got no protection. scramble stuff yeah. and, and make – but Dak, when he runs, it's it's like it's, a purpose. it's a called play, right? Yeah. And he catches teams by surprise by not only his speed but how tough he is running the ball. So – uh, yeah, it's 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 a little bit different, and it's and he's not a small guy, by, by the way. By the way, I'm going to do a study in the next 24 to 48 hours on Russell Wilson. I'm going to write that and down. And a comparison with Dak Prescott. That I mean, I know that that's been done before, but it might be more pertinent right now where Dak is in his career. Well, yeah, the thing about the th- the thing if you watch Seattle play, the threat. The Saints rush three because they're worried about Russell Wilson running. That that's what that's that's yeah. why you see teams play the Seahawks differently. They talk about build them well, make him throw from the pocket, don't give him any lanes, that kind of stuff. You know, don't commit pressure because then what he'll do is he'll spin out. I think with Dak, with Dak's ability now to throw from the pocket. I think teams are more worried about him throwing the football than they are running the football. But he's still got that. But he's still got the ability, especially, especially down in the red zone. He got the eight-yard touchdown yesterday. The yeah. RPO stuff. He, yeah, they're really dangerous to, down there. Him doing that third and short. That's where teams are, have to be scared now. How many times oh, they ran two? They ran two options. They ran two options. Ran two options yesterday for first downs. I yeah. love it. I love so the option. So that I mean that stuff that you have to. That's the college element of the game that you have to prepare for when you play the. Cowboys now. I get the Russell Wilson comparison more than anything just as a guy that early in his career maybe other things Wasn't around him, throwing the ball you know they, yeah. they leaned that's on other, what I'm getting at yeah. they, they it, leaned on other parts of the offense and then now it's become Russell's offense and maybe it's tra- it's trending that way with Dak or at least you know Zeke's still the engine for this thing but Dak has taken more and more ownership there and in the passing game he reminds me more of like a McNabb or or a even a, and a Roethlisberger wasn't a, hasn't been a scrambler, but just a big-bodied quarterback that you, is hard to bring down, hard to, and he can move. All right. Well, what? Who was it that Kitna compared him to? Who? Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Yeah. Yeah. And Warren he Moon played was, with Warren Moon in yeah. Seattle. Warren Moon would stand there and throw ago. the ball. I, I remember guys like Dante Culpepper that could throw the ball. You know mm-hmm. that that uh, Steve McNair. Same. I mean, again, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to tag. Black quarterbacks with you know I mean again I'm just talking about big body guys that stand in the pocket but still have mobility that when you hit them they could still they they survive the hit they get up they go to the next play you know with Dak the way he's he's throwing the ball so much better than he ever has mm-hmm. and that's where it, I mean, it, and it, that's the comparison with Ryan, with uh, Russell Wilson I want to look at yeah to the ball coming they are out of his hand in their career when this is happening yeah and there could be a lot of factors that go into that Brian in Maryland you're next up on Talking Cowboys hello Brian. Hey, how we doing, gentlemen? Great. Good. Good. Uh, I was watching the game last night while I was rewatching it, and I've noticed uh, the one thing that we really haven't made a lot of mention of. Sure, Dak's making all these good passes, and our run game is great, but I see the only difference this year is Travis Frederick. He's really just brought this whole group together where he's they're opening these giant holes, and Dak has forever to pass the ball, and I see the offense is really running well. Uh, even so that they're not getting into goal line situations. And one question I had was, do you think Kellen Moore would utilize if we were in, you know, first or second and goal from inside the five, 
do you think we're going to see a jumbo package where you bring in Joe Looney and Xavier Suofilo and just have seven big meaty guys with Amari and Gallup or whoever on the outside and Zeke in the backfield? Do you see that as an option? Because he's, he's, uh, Kellen Moore seems to have not discounted anything as far as using his personnel for success. Yeah, I like where you were going with the. I think the thing with Travis Frederick, we've talked about Travis Frederick cutting the defense in half, especially second-level blocks, the communication. I think the biggest thing about this offensive line is, for the most part, you have a healthy number 77, you have a, number, a healthy 72, you have a healthy 70 to the most part. These guys, And you've got an improving number 71 at right tackle. 50, 52 is a bigger body, but he still has issues. You know, but So as long as you have four guys that can make up for 52, this offensive line is going to have some success. And Colombo's influence too. Yeah, making that change at midseason, they got back to doing what they do and their approach and some of their concepts, technique-wise too. Yeah, you know, and look around the league at other offensive lines. <laughs> I mean, well, I just watched last night. Last I watched night. A&M oh. well, for four quarters against Auburn, well, and it that, made me miss the but, Cowboys' offensive but that's, line. That's what a draft will do for you mm-hmm. if you figure out. Okay, we target this guy, target this guy. Uh, let's be honest; they got lucky. I, I'm going to say they got lucky with Travis Frederick because there's a lot of people that didn't have Travis Frederick rated as highly as he was. There's a lot of people that thought he was a third round type player, and they took him. So we they credit took, Bill Callahan for noticing that. Callahan's I, the one. The that evaluation. Went up there. I know. I know. Walter Juliff was involved. Tom mm-hmm. Siskowski, those guys involved with the offensive line evaluation. If yeah, you want to give Bill Callahan credit, absolutely. But they, but they, they did a great job of evaluating offensive linemen, the right offensive linemen. Sometimes you got to be lucky too. They were going to take. You know, if you look, Ryan Shazier was going to be their pick, mm-hmm. and Ryan Shazier goes to Pittsburgh right ahead of him. They don't panic. They go, Zach Martin, next pick. Boom, let's go. I thought Johnny Manziel was going to be the pick. Nah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, right. But, but that's what I'm saying. You evaluate, you, you, you have a plan, how you want to do this, and they made the commitment to doing that. And, they, and they've paid these guys, and they've, and they've got them all under contract for a long time. The only thing that can derail this offensive line is lack of health. That's the only thing. You know, but, but on the point on Travis Frederick and Zach Martin, for that matter, because you take an offensive guard with the 14th pick or whatever it was that they had with, yeah. that they took Martin. You take a 5'9 quarterback and, first and, overall, and, and do you, and that's do you, what this draft's become. Right. And, or, and do you take – Frederick, well, no one had a first-round grade on Frederick. They, they had a yeah. second-round grade. Right. Well, a well, lot higher than everyone else. Right. Yeah. But they had conviction Absolutely. that this guy is going to be what he became, which is a perennial Pro Bowl player. No question. And and they made the pick. And that's where I, I don't criticize the Giants for making the pick of Daniel Jones with the sixth pick in the draft. If yeah. they truly believe that Daniel Jones was their cor- franchise quarterback for the future, it doesn't matter whether you took him at number 6 or 17 or whatever it is. They're, they're looking good now yep. by taking Barkley one year and taking Jones the next. Let's see if Jones continues to develop. See, get, and they and where they took Frederick, they traded down. So they that basically a was receiver. a second-round pick, yeah. right? They yeah. was 30? They blew 29? That, yeah. they blew it, 30, it, 30. It, was, it fits right into the, where their second-round grades are anyway. Yep. Yeah, so, so that yeah, it wasn't like right. a, that, a big leap. And then you take Martin, where you took him. Yep. So... Mm-hmm. And everybody had him graded as perhaps the best offensive lineman in that draft. So, and then you got lucky with Lael Collins just because yeah. of his circumstance. Right. All right, that does it for talking Cowboys for this Monday. We'll talk at you again on Tuesday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?